is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Welcome to Faith Revisited Podcast with Ben and Molly. We are so happy that you have rejoined us here in this new season. This is season three. It's hard to believe that we've, uh, this, we're going into season three. Yeah, let's explain real quick seasons, just so everyone knows, because we haven't been intentional about it until now. So what we found over the last couple of years is that we hit it pretty hard um, uh, in the fall and spring, and then summer comes and people take breaks and you guys travel, um, you know, a good bit. We take breaks in my family. And so uh, we take a couple months off. And so uh, we were talking off uh, off air and just thought, you know, maybe we should just call this seasons. We kind of you yeah. know, do a season and then we take a break, do a season, take a break. Yeah, because we really do miss talking to you all and we miss brainstorming and the amazing things that have come out of like these conversations we've had in the podcast. So it's not something we're ready to like let go of. But if we just realize there are certain seasons in our life that this doesn't fit in exactly where, you know the priorities were. Um, I think that's a great lesson for all of us, honestly. Yeah. And I think we do, uh, whether people know it or not, we do text about this podcast yes. and, and we know like we're itching to do it, but it's just a matter of like, Hey, I know we need to do another episode, but I've got X, Y, and Z this summer. So maybe if we just sort of plan it and then like next summer, you know, we, we get together and, um, brainstorm some episode ideas. Yeah. And then we know that we'll record and do all that in fall and spring. Absolutely. And also it's beneficial. We were planning to come back in person and do kind of a video element. Um, and just depending on the season and the time that just like doesn't work because of travel or, you know, equipment, that kind of stuff. So I think we should just remain flexible and really show up as we want to the audience. And that's showing up, you know, when we can and enlightening with conversations and um, topics and interviews and all that kind of fun stuff. So um, I think we're on the right track. And also I'm going to be having a baby early next year. I was going to say, I was going to say, you might want to tell everybody what you've been up to this summer. Yes. I've been growing a tiny human, a little boy. So um what? I was saying, no, it's great. Big news, big oh, news yes. in your family. Yes. Very big news. Um, but it's great that this podcast just allows us to be flexible when needed. Um, and we can keep rolling, you know? Yeah. So after mid February, um, we most likely for the re- remainder of the season, um, if not sooner, we'll, we'll stay zoom, um, and, and schedule around, uh, nap times, yes. things like that. So yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. We're very, very excited uh, to welcome uh, another baby in the life of our church and and especially for your family because y'all are so special. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. So let's get into kind of what's been going on this summer. Um, we don't want to turn this into another COVID episode because frankly, we're just tired of talking about it at nauseum. Um, but what's, um, what's been going on, Ben? Well, yeah, and it's not a COVID episode per se, but I think it's worth acknowledging that we're in a different season of the pandemic and just acknowledging sort of what's happening in light of it. Um, so, so you know, we were building momentum this late spring, uh, early summer. Uh, CDC told everybody that if you're vaccinated in, indoors, you don't have to wear masks. We did a poll, almost 100% of our congregations vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So we went without masks and, and things were actually growing uh, June and July. And then the Delta variant invaded Savannah um, yeah. and, and hit pretty hard, uh, much harder than the first two waves had hit. Um, Savannah. And so, you know, we saw our attendance getting closer and closer to, I would say, a 50% in-person from pre-pandemic numbers to then it went back down to about 25%. And it was probably six or eight weeks there. And in the last three weeks, we're seeing it come back again. Up. Uh, but but it correlates with the fact that local numbers are, are, are plummeting pretty quickly. Um so, yeah, we had kind of envisioned this grand kickoff to fall that things would feel super normal and it just didn't happen. You know, and like most churches, I think, like you said, the, the, the magic words is being flexible. If nothing else, COVID has taught us that we have to be flexible in our planning and our leadership, um, give ourselves grace to say this doesn't have to be perfect, but it can still happen. So, yeah, we didn't have the grand fall kickoff. It's more of a, um, um, uh, so we're doing a warm up, like like we're easing into it. You know, it's picking up and things it's, are happening. But with all your baseball references, it's like spring training. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it is. It is. It's more. This is more of a spring training, and and we're you know I'm kind of in my mind I'm already in January 2022 saying what do we need to you know put here to 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 begin 2022 well if we're not getting this great you know, busy last quarter of 2021, if it's the spring training, uh, you know, how can we do some things and kind of build momentum so that 2022 can really, you know, go well. So what are some of the things that you are doing to build momentum? Um, I know that in my mind, I I know I've noticed a couple things happening in the life of the church um, that have started to gear us up, but um, in your opinions, what are you seeing as well? Well, um, you have to, one thing is you have to lower expectations about regular in-person worship attendance because a couple of things are happening. One is um, people have just become less frequent with their in-person uh, attendance and lifestyle. And so a, a number of our people um, uh, will be in person one or two Sundays a month. They'll be online one or two Sundays a month. And they're kind of enjoying that back and forth sort of thing. Um, so you got that. I've also found, and this was is- Was that hard for you to let go of then? Um, was that hard for you to let go yeah, of in it? Yeah. And it's numbers? It, uh, and yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, attendance numbers are hard yes. for any pastor to let go of. So you have to kind of redefine what it looks like. And as long as I know that they're online, I'm good with that. There is a segment in our church, and I think in every church, of people who are neither online or in person. And there's a lot of things happening there. And I've had to really pray and and meditate and listen to God because my immediate reaction, like most pastors, is I'm frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like, we, 
18 months. I, I don't care if you're online or in person, but be one or one or the other. And for a lot of people, they're, they're neither. And so I had to kind of have an attitude adjustment a couple of weeks ago and say, okay, instead of resenting people for not coming back, how can I go to them? And, and one-on-one, what's going on in your life? How are you doing? Just doing a check-in. And you know what I'm finding for a lot of people? A lot of people, especially young families, I'm finding, are trying to manage many crises inside of this bigger crisis. And it's it's work-related. It's changes in family dynamics. It's it's uh, strained relationships can happen in the midst of all of this. Um, we, we went like 18 months of kind of relaxing a little bit uh, of our pace and, and getting this wonderful, you know, slower pace to, to like school gets back in and jobs. Get back, and it's like we're diving, you know, double time into all of our work and people are exhausted by Sundays. I mean, it, so people are having to relearn a good rhythm to their week and balance there. And so getting that one-on-one time, I would say to any pastor, rather than, you know, resenting people for not being online or in person, which is easy to do, reach out because you might be surprised how many people are struggling and, and really need that pastoral care um, right now. So, you know, doing that has helped. Uh, I, I've really been gearing towards um, standalone events to try to help people reconnect. Um, so this past Saturday, we did our blessing of the animals, you know, online or neither come in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, it's been a, been a little while. It's wonderful to see you again. But these standalone events for people who feel overworked and, and tired to say, Oh, I don't know if I can do this every Sunday. Well, a one time, a one-off event can be really good. And then they get there, they see people they love. They say, oh, okay. You know, I, I can do this again. I, I joke and say, you know, I need to retrain people that your car can come downtown, you know, and then and get yeah. in the garage and it feels good again. Uh, so we have that. We're having a fifth Sunday lunch and a potluck luncheon in a couple of weeks. Uh, and then we got a fall festival a couple of weeks after that. And I'm trying to stagger these events so that it doesn't feel like so many things at one time. Because the last thing I think overworked you know, frazzled people need is to feel like the church is throwing 50 events at them in one weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are a couple of things. I'm curious what you've picked up on. Yeah. Well, I just know that like groups are meeting again. So you've had a great success with the Zoom at noon you're doing on Wednesdays. That's a great group that's been pretty consistent, I think, with who's attending that. Um, Our young adult coffee hour started back up and that's seeing new faces, which is incredible. Um, And then, you know, we have a youth group starting and that's starting to gain some momentum. The UMW is having their soup sale. So like things are picking back up, but I really like what you're saying about one-off events because and especially if you don't over-program people, if mm-hmm. you give them enough opportunities, I think that is a huge benefit um, of a way to get people dipping their toes back in the water. Well, and I'll give you another fun one for sure, for sure. And and for our younger families who have been kind of a demographic that's been a little bit slower to get back engaged because they're getting pulled in 50 directions yeah. at once. Um, uh, we're another one-off kind of thing that's going to be fun. And now some churches may frown upon this, but our children's director asked me my thoughts and I said, it's fine. Halloween falls on Sunday this year. Now I know people have strange feelings about Halloween. I think it's a lot of fun. It's the day before all saints day. So it fits within the life of the church. Um, 
And she asked permission if on Sunday morning we could invite the kids to wear their Halloween costumes and they're going to have kind of, you know, a lesson and a little party and, you know, something like that. But the fun part about that is that's a novelty for a kid to say, you can wear your costume to church Sunday morning, you know, and she said, would that disrupt? People won't care. You know, I don't think our church would care, but that's another example of a one-off event. We had a great um, turnout. And of course, you know, summer and Delta variant hurt this, but when we did our Easter egg hunt back in the spring, a bunch of people who hadn't been regular to in-person worship came to the Easter egg hunt. So those one-offs, especially for families, I think are really, really important to think through rather than expecting an every Sunday attendance, just, just, you know, get a a nice slow dose of of one-off events. And I think we'll see uh, momentum build off of that. That's awesome. That's really great. Um, another thing I think coming into this season where you may feel like it's a spring training event, um, coming into bigger, um, be careful about burnout with some of your members and, um, also your pastor. I think now's the time that it's been like 19 months since March of last year and, um, be cognizant about the people that are feeling burnt out or need to, um, adjust their duties. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you're speaking to a very real, uh, reality for, for us, um, in churches where pastors have carried the bulk of the weight of all of this for the last 19 months, I'm worried about those pastors. I've had a blessing that I've had a core team that you're on that has really been a very much a team effort. Um, and and I've been lucky for that. That said, um, you know, a couple of our, our team members have begun voicing that they're getting tired. They're getting a little burnout. Um, one of our team members, you know, he, he was able to shift back to the choir, which is something that gives life for him. But another team member, because there was nobody, you know, in person uh, or very few people in person for so long, he, he went on from one job to two jobs to three jobs, and he just kept kind of taking loose ends. And so we've had to say, okay, He's tired. Now let's start taking some of these jobs back. So yeah, be, be aware of your volunteers who have been going the extra mile for the last 19 months, because they're probably tired by now. And and for them, the greatest gift you can probably give is just let them go back to their pew and worship. Mm -hmm. Just, just give them uh, one of our, the volunteer I'm talking about, he covers our social media. So he does our social media every Sunday. um, And he was kind of the de facto greeter and he does flowers (laughs) You know, and so and so what what we said is, okay, time to get a greeter schedule. And now let's start getting people to help do the social media part of that. And so I think that's going to be very helpful for him because he's been so gracious with his time. And for pastors, um, real talk here, I spoke with our staff parish relations committee uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we're going to have a more formal discussion after the first of the year. But I'm requesting a sabbatical this coming summer. Um, I'm I'm tired. I'm very, very tired. I love, love the church, love what we're doing, love all of it. But I'm in my real moments of just being real. I'm very tired. Yeah. And, um, you know, assuming that I don't move or anything happens unexpectedly this spring, you know, I'm completing my sixth year and and also hopefully my doctor of ministry degree in May. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm asking for like the month of June or July to take the entire month off and, and, and we'll get volunteers. This is another thing, pastors, if you're going to do something like this, you know, you got to think about it. So we have to spell volunteers right now so that if 
when it comes my turn, they're not exhausted and they're willing to say, yeah, sure, I'll cover that. Yeah, sure. I, I don't mind doing that. But but I'm going to plan worship. We're going to get filling preachers. We're going to line everything up. And, and and I even told our office administrator, you know, I, I have this weird thing about live above, <laughs> you know, the, her office and a little disconnect. But but I said, I, I don't you know, unless it's an emergency, you can run everything. I don't need to hear from you daily. Uh, I'm going to hide from you. You know, we're going to travel um, and take a break. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping to take a sabbatical this coming summer to just just unwind a little bit from all this stuff, because I preached. I normally take four or five Sundays a year off. But because of COVID and the lack of in-person worship, I, I did not miss a Sunday last year. Mm-hmm. And and I've preached a whole even when we pre-recorded. I mean, it's just been been a lot of work. So pastors need to start start taking stock of themselves um, right now. I think that's hugely important. Um, and then another thing that's coming up is the holiday season and Christmas and Advent. And um, do you see that kind of coming back more, the word normal, I hate, but um, do you think there will be more engagement? There will be more things back to maybe how they were in 2019? Yeah, um, I, you know, and I think we need to do a whole episode about when maybe we call it modified Advent planning mm-hmm. because it's not going to be 2019. Everyone just just back up and just own yeah. that reality. It's it's not going to be 2019. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it it just it people just won't be ready. But we can modify our plans. It will be much more so engaging in person over 2020. And so, like I've told our music director, our choir is. About two thirds, getting close to two thirds, what the numbers of what they were pre pre COVID. Mm-hmm. So people are slowly coming back to choir. I've actually been, I thought it was going to be a slower return to choir. Honestly, I, I actually told him to lower his expectations, and I've been very pleased with how well it's it's turned out. Mm-hmm. But I just told him, I said, listen, you know, the way choirs work as leaders, you know, church leaders know is that Christmas music you have to kind of start, you know, rehearsing for that in like October and early November. And so I've told him, I said, listen, we're going to do an in-person Christmas music. It may not be the big grand thing that we're used to having, and you may have to scale it down, but we're going to do it. <laughs> Some form of in-person Christmas music um, this holiday season. So, yeah, we'll do that. You know, our kids' activities, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at um, doing those. I'm curious, and this is like totally sideways of leadership, but I'm curious what people are going to do with parties. In 2019, I remember, and I think I told you this, when I started five years ago, there was not a single Christmas party at the church. And one of the sort of touchstones of growth that I noticed is that by 2019, I think I went to six, maybe seven Christmas parties related to the church. Um, And I'm curious how people are going to feel about in-person parties by December. Now, of course, you know, hopefully we won't have it. But, I mean, this is all assuming there won't be another weird variant or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, So, yeah, I I, I think doing a future episode just kind of acknowledge that I do think it'll feel a little more normal, but it'll probably still be modified as well. Yeah. Well, I think that's good. I mean, we've touched on... um, how to get some members back, some great tips on that. Um, we've touched on burnout and to start being cognizant of that in yourself and your members. Um, we've also touched on, you know, coming into the end of the year. I do think we should do an Advent 
episode on its own. Um, are there any other things that you want to mention coming back? Um, again, a new season of this podcast, um, a new season in the life of the church. And um, it's just a, it's a neat time. So is there anything else you want to make sure you get in? Now. Yeah, I'd be remiss because of my doctor of ministry research on hybrid <laughs> worship is yeah. I would remind church leaders and especially pastors, keep the online thing going. If you have to scale it back a little bit, that's fine. But keep your online presence going. You have developed new muscles. Don't let atrophy set in now just because you're putting all your eggs in the in-person basket. We've talked a lot about in-person here. That's really kind of been one. Of, I've emphasized that a little bit more. I'm getting heavier on that over the online because you know you need that but i i envision an online presence continue to be there probably a little bit smaller uh sunday in and sunday out hopefully because people will be back but keep doing online stuff because it works and you're reaching new people if nothing else we've had a number of new people visit our church in person um over the last few weeks and and it's been really exciting i mean i i've part of the reason our tennis numbers have been up is because new people that i've never met before there but the vast majority of them have said, I watched part of your service online first. Mm -hmm. It's better than your church website now that people can find your live stream and they can get a feel for you and what Sunday mornings feel like, at least to some degree, online. So don't lose your online presence. And for God's sakes, keep looking at your cameras. You didn't spend all that money at cam on cameras during COVID to ignore them. I, it drives me crazy when I look at worship services and pastors have, who are so good at locking in on a camera. Now, now they're just, all they're doing is looking at in-person people and they've forgotten the cameras there. Keep looking at your cameras because um, people are still there. So yeah, yeah. I, that's what I would say. In-person's good, but don't, don't, don't let your online muscles uh, atrophy. How many on a personal note, how many from our congregation are like new members or very frequent visitors are solely online, so not geographically located. How many do you think we've collected, you know, over the last year or so? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I should have I sh thought about this ahead of time. Um, for example, the Zoom at noon group, mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm trying to think, all, there's like eight to 10 people who are there every week, and it's pretty much the same eight to 10 people. And all of them except, I think, three. So we're saying like 70, 75% of them live out of town. What I'm finding is that people who are who, who are not geographically located, and sometimes if they are, I've got a couple who they're they're faithful online people and they live in town. Mm -hmm. um, but people who are really invested with your online uh, worship every week, they're probably going to get invested with online next steps like small groups and things like that. So that's another reason to keep your online presence going, because I was kind of surprised that that uh, everybody who is on that Zoom at noon. One person comes sometimes in person, but all of them are online yeah. exclusively pretty much. So that that's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. We probably got, I would say anywhere between a dozen and two dozen who don't live in the area and who are locked in regular online. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's what a testimony, you know? So, yeah. And, and, and that's the good news for all the loss and for all the frustrations we've had over the last 18 months with church planning is I have to remember we would not have reached those people had had all of this not happened mm -hmm. you know and 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 getting to know them and and just what wonderful people they are um I think about a couple who lives in a small town here in Georgia um and, and it's two men and they're together they're partners and they were basically ostracized from from the Methodist church in their small town and you think about small towns like that that people experience that and and these guys 
found us. And whereas otherwise they just probably would give up and not go to church. They're like, we have a church now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's incredible that, that, that you can reach people this way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. What a blessing. What a blessing for sure. Um, well, thank you all so much for tuning in with us on Faith Revisited podcast, the new season. Um, we will, we're looking for, we're, we're looking forward to being more consistent and just bringing you some great content and conversations and interviews and all that comes with it. We really enjoy um, this. And even though we haven't put out a podcast episode in a while, Ben and I do frequently talk about the podcast. So you are not forgotten. One thing to to look forward to um, I'm I'm in the early stages of planning is I'm thinking about getting a couple of uh, guest co-hosts uh, for right after when the baby is born. That would be awesome. So we'll get a couple of guest co-hosts in to fill in for you. Um, yes. And then we'll, hope, you know, when you're ready, we'll do, we'll do a check-in and a new episode and, and a very altered life for you. <laughs> Weird. It's crazy to think about. I've got, you know, three months or so left. So um, it's just wild new phase of life for us. But um, thank you all so much for tuning in this week. Please leave us a review on iTunes or rate us. We appreciate that. Um, And also reach out to us on social media, Faith Revisited podcast, um, pretty much anywhere that you can find us. So um, thanks a lot. We'll see you next time.